constant search for a higher level of athleticism finds us often looking back to unlock the secrets of our ancestors. Delving further into the world of cold weather endurance, Vic Ventura and I put our training to the test as we attempt to run to the summit of Mount Tana, virtually undressed and relying on breath and focus alone to keep us warm. So when I came to you and said we're going to start doing this cold weather training and the goal that it culminates in is us running to the summit of Mount Tammany and the Delaware Water Gap in just our underwear, what was the first thing that went through your head? First thing that went through my head was only if there's snow on the ground. <laughs> and then I thought, ah, you know, we might scare some people because, you know, it's not exactly a remote trail, but, uh, you know, I was down. I was absolutely down. Yeah, that's true. That was something that actually went through my head, too. There wasn't a moment of doubt that we were capable of doing it, probably even without the training, just at a higher level of significant misery. Right. But I was wondering, man, what does the ticket look like when a forest ranger catches you and your buddy running through the woods in their underwear in the middle of January? <laughs> probably uh, a ride to the loony bin, honestly. Yeah, but then I thought about it, and all the trail runners that come up there... They're not wearing shorts any longer than what we were, so... That is true. That is true. It blew my mind considering the, the idea that our ancestors once had to endure ice ages. You know, imagining yeah. what it would be like to have to live outside in the winter. Absolutely, without protective clothing and Gore-Tex, you know. Um, when we were talking about uh, evolution and just our ancestors... Um, you got me thinking about it. Like, essentially, we, you know, we're animals. We have evolutionary knowledge that is transferred down generations, and it's still there for us. Like, surviving in the cold, we we know how to do that. Our bodies just don't remember. We have to restart that. You know, the same way birds know how to fly south for the, for the winter. Like, that knowledge is just there. It's pre-programmed for them. Yeah, I agree. That was the most exciting part about it. Just learning about this cold weather training, learning about all the things that Wim Hof has become famous for, what he's achieved through not only learning the limits to which he can push his body, running up on Everest, swimming under the Arctic sea ice, so on and so forth, but also inspiring other people to realize that as animals, as primitive animals, we are capable of so much more than we even allow ourselves to believe just by getting our breathing under control, let alone by exposing ourselves more and more to cold and building up to a goal like running to the summit of a mountain in your underwear. Yeah, the most basic form of surviving is breathing, you know? So it's, it's pretty wild that just harnessing and taking control of that one thing can put you in a, in a sharper place mentally, uh, a stronger physical place, um, and it really kind of just puts you in touch with your, your inner animal. The day couldn't have gone better either. It started out pretty cold in the morning. We were probably around 30, I'd say, when we started out there. I think so. There was some anticipation with regards to personal responsibility for your own safety, right? I mean, I was confident from Jump Street that we were going to execute this. But there was still the part of me that was curious about, all right, when we're all the way up at the top of the mountain, not that it's that far or that remote, just in underwear, where is the body going to react? Right. Once we stop moving, essentially, is what you're saying. Right. And the other thing that I didn't think about as much when we started was 
to film this experience while we do it is actually going to keep us out there for vastly longer than it would take us to run up the mountain. I've been running up that thing since I was a teenager. As far as running goes, I know that I could run up that thing in my sleep. But it was the anticipation of how the body would handle the cold and the realization that we were going to be out there for a long time to actually capture the experience on film. In terms of the time we spent out, we could have run up and down that thing probably four or five times yeah. in the time it spent, in the time it took us to film the entire experience. And to me, actually, that, when I thought about it afterwards, is we spent hours out there in just our underwear. Yeah. The most that was ever put on at a point was a hat to cover ears while we were waiting for cameras to reset. It was actually a bigger test of the cold weather training and the breathing training than just running up it and running back down because there was so much stationary time that required super focused breathing and attention to keep our core temperature up while we weren't moving, while we were sitting still. Right. I mean, even just, just getting the right shot and having coverage of the whole run, occasionally you have to redo a section. And I remember there was, a, there was one really steep section that I, I think we honestly did like five or six times. But that was good for me. It, you know, it kept my temperature up. The waiting was definitely one of the tougher parts, but it was also one of the most rewarding. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't anticipate how much self-feedback I would have received from the experience until after we did it. And I realized not only did we run to the top of this thing, we did it multiple times and we stood around in the cold for hours. I will also say that once we cooled down and I got inside, holy hell was I hungry and exhausted. Like the amount of calories our bodies burned just from exerting to keep it warm was, was, it was really notable actually when I realized how much my body craved sleeping calories once it finally calmed down, like once it could lower it to its defenses essentially. I wish there was a way to find out exactly how many calories we burned. There was nothing quite as entertaining as the reactions on people's faces when we came out of nowhere in just underwear running past them. I mean, we got the plethora including a woman who asked for a photo of us and an autograph, if yeah, you recall. Yeah, like uh, the naked cowboy in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know DK is the naked cowboy, right, right? That was absolutely wild, though. I mean, the summit, of course, you know, people hang around on, on the summit. So we got up there. And, you know, we were definitely turning some heads and people were like, well, what the heck are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, could you imagine being that person? You're out for a nice, leisurely Sunday hike in the winter, and then all of a sudden, two lunatics in, in their underwear come bursting out of the trees. You have this beautiful, serene view of the Delaware water gap. And all of a sudden these two dudes burst out of the woods with, you know, virtually banana hammocks on and it's freezing cold out. And you pay so much money to know what was going through their heads when they saw us come up. Yeah. Some people were definitely not too pumped about it, but others were, were psyched and like, what are you guys doing? They wanted to learn more. And, you know, it was cool to talk to people about it and kind of share what, what kind of training we're doing. And, and see how they positively reacted to that. And like, oh, like, I'd like to try something like that, you know. So if, if we inspired one person that day to, to, to join us in our madness, I think that'd be a, a win in my book. Yeah, I could not agree more. The cold weather training as a whole has been an absolute win. It was awesome to say that we ran to the top of Mount Tammany in our underwear, but like everything, the trouble with this kind of training is like anything else, once you notch the shorter mountain, now I got to see, all right, let's pick a much taller one. Let's go. I don't know how much winter we're going to have left in the Northeast this year, but I certainly can't wait to see what we get after for the next one. Absolutely.
To keep up with the savagery, follow us on Instagram or YouTube, or find us at EmbraceTheAnimal.com.